Okay, welcome to Podcat. Just rip it and grip it. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to Podcat, the premiere podcast for the Podcat Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Sam Brady, and I'm joined as always by Veronica Brady. It's great to be here. Veronica just opened a blue moon, Belgian white. Uh, one of my favorite. I love uh, wheats, so any kind of half, I'm I'm into it. Nice. Well, uh, acute podcast listeners may already realize that we sound a little different. That's because we're on a field trip. We are not in our normal den. Yeah, we're we're out in the big wide world. <laughs> um, we've left the confines of the laundry room where our uh, where our people keep us. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. Yeah, very nice. I think people will be excited to know that we've been living in the laundry room. The safety of the laundry room during this pandemic. There's a scratching post. There's a scratch um, po- There's a really helpful. good, there's one of those automatic litter things yeah. where we can piss and shit and the robot comes and takes our piss and shit away. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's great. <laughs> JK, we've not been living in the laundry. <laughs> we are at our kitchen table today and we're going to be playing hand and foot with and for you guys yeah it's gonna be great you know what i just thought we should probably turn off the air conditioner for a little bit sure what just just snap on yeah okay i'm vamping so (laughs) sam just nearly fell over the bench (laughs) anyways um so what we're gonna do is we're going to be playing a game of hand and foot so this will be a pretty long at least i hope it's a long episode of uh of podcast because i am behind in the current tournament so um, I think we'll explain the rules kind of as we go along. Yes. And um, right now, I can give us, do you want a point total? So you, yes, absolutely. Know where we're at? Okay. Uh, but a little introduction to that point total. And by the way, she said it'll be long. This will be over quick, guys. I'm going to I'm gonna wipe the floor with her here soon. <laughs> uh, the point total she's doing is we do long tournament games. We've mentioned this before uh, on the episode, but we have a cumulative point total over many games in the tournament. So uh, we decide beforehand, before we play any game, if it's a tournament game, if you didn't call it beforehand that it's a tournament game, then it doesn't count for it. You can't be like suddenly be doing well or doing poorly and then... And be like, this count. is or is not in yeah, the Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. So this will be a tournament game whose point like, adds to this. I'm currently ahead. I think we're four games in, two games to two games, wins to wins. That's right, Sam. We're four games in to the 2020 tournament cycle. Now, we started this tournament on 425-2020 because it took us a long goddamn time to get cards. <laughs> <laughs> when we moved, our cards were in storage and they might still be in storage. Uh-huh. They could be in the garbage. <laughs> they could be with my papa. Any number of things. I have no <laughs> idea where the, all of our cards are. Um, so we had to find and buy new cards, which took us a little bit of time. So on 425, we started a new tournament. We've had four games, and I was in the lead handily for the first half of the tournament so mm-hmm. far. And then you came through and washed the floor with me. I think our single biggest one point or one game point yeah. swing. So I netted over like close to four thousand points. I think in the swing on, on that one. Well, game. not during that one game. Oh right. Y- your point total for that game was only two thousand seven or two thousand three hundred and seventy-five. I see. So I netted close to three thousand. Right. Adding your your and negatives. My uh, point total for that game was negative two twenty-five. <laughs> negative is tough to do, and we'll get into the the nitty gritty rules of this. 
institution we call hand and foot. So yes. don't worry about that. It doesn't make sense. But it's pretty rare to see someone end up with a negative point total. That's a special game. Yeah, you really ended that game quickly, and I was <laughs> not expecting it. All right, so um, we're going to go ahead and get what's, started, What's right? the points as they stand? Oh, God. Here we go. You and your point total. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay, the point total currently, Sam, you are in the lead with 8,390 points. Mm-hmm. I'm following in second place, also known as last place, <laughs> with 6,510 points. Okay. I'd like it put on the record that you've been playing this game for probably 20 years longer than me. <laughs> So something goes, I was so excited to play this game with you, and we watched Big Love. I'd never seen it together. Yeah. <laughs> I was so amused that one of the Mormonish card games that they all play together as this big, tight family is hand and foot. Yeah. <laughs> that really tickled me. For people that have not seen Big Love yet, um, it stars probably one of my favorite actors of all time, Bill Paxton. And uh, he plays the patriarch of a, of a Mormon family, a uh, polyamorous fundamentalist Mormon uh, family. And uh, the episode that Sam is referencing, I believe, is in season one in the first two or three episodes. That cracked me up. Hated Foot has been long been a, a tradition of my of my family, so that was that was very funny. Yeah. I remember distinctly playing it at my great-grandma Taylor's house at her farm in Idaho. I guess my great-grandpa Taylor, too, because he was alive um, at the t- at the time that we were playing. I've a never really too. heard you talk about your grandpa Taylor, but only your grandma Taylor. So. Yeah, and you know, I didn't go there that often after he had passed, and when it was just my grandma Taylor, so mm-hmm. it's strange that I, I referenced her more than him. Um, I, I saw it just as much of him, but anyways, uh, he uh, we played a lot of hand and foot there with aunts and uncles that were from that Idaho farming community. Very cool. Uh, and then my mom, of course, is a card shark. She's really, really great. She's extremely good at this game. Very competitive, really yeah. good at stuff like that. And so she loves playing games like the Scum. This is a big family game that we play. Scum is a little bit easier, I think. Yes. A lot bit easier, oh, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so um, we are going to start the game. So we have one pile of cards. Now, this pile of cards, I believe, is like close to 300, maybe even more cards, right? It's four complete decks. Four complete decks. Okay, I don't know how many cards are actually in a deck. Um, so 52. 52? Mm-hmm. So of any individual card, like I can see sevens on the bottom. We might, we can cut the deck for that. But of sevens, there should be um, four times four of of the sevens. sevens so that would be 16 total sevens in the game that's right now you can add as many decks to this as you want yes so um i think our last deck was closer to 10 decks of cards right mm, that's right so um, and some incomplete decks which yeah. really throws it because if, if, if you're playing in a game with six people and they're all building sevens for example um, do you keep going inside? Or is it enough to sustain you to complete a, yeah. a book to, if you start sevens at that point too? So the, the meta-ness of that can depend on what's in the pool. Of- Absolutely. Um, so anyways, we are, we've got one stack here of cards. It's about the, uh, the width of my hand, I guess. So, uh, from one side of my the index finger, the height of my hand rather. Okay. So I am going to try and pull 22 cards off the top because that's what I need. Uh, your hand and your foot is comprised of 11 cards each. You need two separate stacks. And you just try to eyeball 22 to get started on this. This is a little family tradition. Not in official hand and foot rules, but you know it's always the house rules so we do that. And you see how close you are. And when you're really speaking to the cards, you can just get it. And 
I am very shy. I was also uh, significantly short of 11. <laughs> okay, so Sam and I have an unspoken or an unwritten rule. It is a spoken rule. It is not a written rule. Uh, one of the things with hand and foot tournaments now is that we write down the rules as we agree to them. So I have two stacks of 11 here. I'm going to slide one of those stacks across the table to Sam, and he is going to use that as his first deck that he'll look at. I'm going to use the one that he slid across the deck to me. That's right. The table to me. So our active stack of 11 cards is your hand, the, the first one that you use, and then your reserve there is your foot. Once you get rid of all the cards in your hand, you can begin your foot. And once you get rid of all the cards in your foot, uh, you go out. But you can only go out, and anyone going out ends the game, but you can only go out once a certain amount of criteria is satisfied for you. By the way, Veronica, one of the ways I think we can fill air while playing this game is have whoever's playing just kind of play in silence, and the person who's not playing explain what they think is happening. Okay. So that way we can really explore the hidden information of it, mm. and we can really go out and saying like what the other person might be thinking or why they might or might not be doing the choices that they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that could be a fun way to do it. Okay. Um, so I lost the last game, so I get to go first. I'm going to draw two cards off the top of the pile. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I want to confirm that it's 50 to go down, right? Yes. Okay. Game one uh, of a night is, is 50 to break. Um, I don't want to go into point totals of cards right now because that's so mathy and doesn't have anything to do with anything until you break at the beginning of the game or you count your points at the very end of the game. But what I will just say with that when she says that's 50 points is in order to start playing, uh, the way you complete Hand and Foot and where you are successful at it is you finish up books of cards. Seven books is a completed book. Seven cards is a complete Yes, book. excuse me. Yeah, exactly right. And that's seven of the same thing. So seven of eights, sevens of kings, all of those would be a completed book that would do that. A clean finished book is worth 500 points plus the point total of all the cards that are down in that book as well. Now there are wild cards. Those are twos and jokers. You can add those to any deck in, uh, any book in progress, but it's forever wild now. It can no longer be clean. A finished dirty book is worth 300 points, plus the point totals of everything that's in that book. So Sam is using the words wild and dirty interchangeably, so a wild book and a dirty book are the same thing. That's exactly right. Thank you. Yeah, and then clean is, is, has no wild cards in order to get to that seven. Uh, you have to have two completed clean and two completed dirty books at least. That's four books total uh, minimum in order to go out. So you get those those four books at least, hopefully some others, because there are lots of points to finish books, and then you get rid of all your cards, and then the game ends as soon as somebody does that. Okay, so I have discarded a three, a black three, which is important to distinguish. Okay. Yes, and we'll, we'll get into threes real fast. I just want to do a quick overview of a couple of things. When we say 50 to break, in order to start laying down cards, a book in progress, you need to hit a certain point threshold on the board. And after every game, that point threshold to start goes up. The ante kind of raises every time. So the first game of the night, it's 50 points in order to break. Uh, and that's really easy. Sometimes you break on the first turn and you can start playing the game. Mm -hmm. But as it goes on, it can get up to 150 on that. So it'll be a long time until you can even kind of start playing. Yeah. Boy, we're scaring on people. <laughs> it is a lot more intuitive than it sounds. Well, it's your turn and you're supposed to be going. So you're not letting me vamp at all, Okay, Sam. you can narrate my turn. Sam is now drawing cards. Now, I've put down a black three, which should indicate to Sam that in my hand, I do not have any red threes. So here's the thing about threes. Red, uh, a black three is negative 50 points. Negative five points. I'm sorry, negative five points. 
And a red three is a negative 500 points. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful there. All right, so Sam has laid down a six, which indicates to me that he has neither a red or a black three in his hand. That's right. You usually discard your threes as soon as you get them. Now, you don't have to. I have seen certain people uh, use their threes to prevent people from drawing the pile. That's right. Yeah, some people just really go all the way. Drawing the pile is the one strategic choice that you can make in this game. And I think that's what keeps it different from being a competitive game of solitaire, where you're mm-hmm. like building your own things together. Drawing the pile is how it becomes interactive between the players, too. And how that, that works real quick, since we just mentioned that concept, is if you discarded, you just discarded an eight right now. Yeah. If I had broken, so I was eligible to draw, because I can't until I meet my point threshold. But if I had 50 points on the board, and I had two uh, eights in my hand, I could lay down my eights take your eight from the pile, and then draw seven more cards from the pile. So instead of the usual two cards you get at the beginning of your turn, you had to get nine or um, eight cards total through mm-hmm. that, and a card that's useful to me in particular in building a new book. So you get tons of cards in your hands there. And you can't draw the pile if you discard a three, so sometimes those threes can be strategic. Yeah. And for those of you that might be interested, you cannot... Um... You can't discard a wild card unless you have nothing but wild. So. That's right, yeah. So at the very end game, if you had like three cards in your hand, all of those are wild, you can discard a wild. But that's the only time in which you can do it. Yeah. All right, Sam has also discarded an eight, which means that he probably doesn't have enough eights. Um, additionally, what I'm thinking is that he either has multiple low total points or he has um, a couple of pairs of uh, face cards that he doesn't want to discard just yet. Interesting, and neither of us have broken. Usually you break 50 very, very fast. Yeah. Part of the reason you do that is so we could be drawing all these great eights from the pile, which would be nice. It would be nice. Um, so I think there are two or three eights in there right now. Um, so it's enough to make a book on its own, which is great. Okay, and Sam just went down, which means that he has laid down on the table uh, an, a set of cards and their point value is 50 or more. So right now he's got two aces, both worth 20 points, and a two, which is worth 20 points for a total of 60 points, and he discarded a red three, which means that he drew a red three. That's exactly right. Well, I think he did. Who knows what lies beneath. Now that I've broken, I'm eligible to draw the pile. Uh, so usually, hell or high water, whatever it takes, you break as fast as possible. So that's a strategic move open to you. Oh, Veronica has laid down aces. She's got a clean partial book of aces or three aces. So that's 60 points. Now you can only lay down, which is where you get cards on the table, uh, if you have three at least. And a book can never be more wild than it is clean. So if I did a, a wild book of aces, I couldn't do three twos and two aces. That would and it bad. can be half full of um you can go ahead and go okay i just discarded oh so i discarded a nine and sam put down two nines took the nine that i discarded and the eight cards below which means that i believe he has all of the cards because i don't think we've even had eight turns yet that's right so he's taken all of those threes and into his uh, hand. So I know that he has all of the bad cards. So he's got at least three threes. One of those is a red three. His two or three eights, maybe two eights. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's that. 
I anticipate, and I am correct, he discards a red three. This is a great time to draw the pile and to have threes in hand. Because you don't and want I th- am discarding a red three. You don't want threes if there's any risk of the opponent going out, because then right. they could be taking time bombs. But early game, especially when things are getting going, they are a great card. They're actually a, a, a huge asset because they prevent the other person from drawing the pile. You can't draw on the threes. Mm-hmm. So those threes are, are more valuable to me than at regular cards at this point, even though they'd usually be a bad thing. So the draw pile is now three threes. One of those is a red three, or two of those are a red three. Interesting. Now you uh, slowly widen your net as you get more cards that can be partial books. So another big advantage of drawing the pile is you've just absorbed more cards total than the other people that you're playing against. That's something that you know. Yeah. So you know you have a chance at having a wider net where more cards provide value to you and it don't have negative value. So. Yeah. You know, I think this is the first tournament that we've ever played with where we know how many decks are in our pile. That's right. And that they're all complete because they're all brand new cards. So, uh, Veronica discarded a jack last, last mm-hmm. turn. I'm discarding a jack this turn. Okay, so Sam has discarded two jacks. I'm sorry, now the pile has two jacks. Yes. What am I thinking? No. Sam has not discarded a damn thing. Now, what my discards, both of our discards right now are, are based around what we think the other person would or would not draw. See, Veronica just discarded a jack. We know that the other person isn't biting for that, so it's relatively safe to yeah. discard for that. Other things that can be safe or can be traps are to discard what they already started. So Veronica and I both have aces and I started nines. Those are, uh, by some schools of thought, not that I'm saying anything about anything, what people should do, but by some schools of thought, that's a relatively safe discard too because mm-hmm. the person... Um, spent all those nines, it would be harder for them to have nines and reserves. Aces. Aces and nines. Mm-hmm. Nines were also on the table. So, um, so I tend to try to count the pile. So just making sure that if I, even if something is beneficial for me to draw, sometimes I won't draw if I know that I'm going to be getting half a hand of threes. I would rather not have those, which I don't think bothers Sam as much uh, as it does me, but I do not like having the risk of... uh, Of threes? Of threes, yeah. So while I've mentioned that threes are kind of positive value early game in some styles of play... One risk that Veronica, in her um, perhaps more conservative drawing strategy there... Please don't call me a conservative. <laughs> you have a conservative <laughs> draw style, just I say, kidding. as I'm drawing some the pile again. Yeah, so I just laid down, down an threes. eight. Oh, that was a mistake. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that you had all those eights. God dang it. Yeah, because you knew that's one of the things you mm-hmm. knew were in my hand. And I get the entire pile again. Yeah. So every card that's been discarded by either player has been drawn up by me. Yeah. This is not good for me, so I'm not playing my best game right now. So there is um there's certainly an advantage to going hog wild like I do, but um uh, an advantage of being more conservative about drawing the pile is there's a risk that I get stuck on my hand and can't start my foot, and having a lot of threes really kind of escalates that risk. So I think that threes have a ton of positive value early game because now Veronica can't draw the pile for at least a couple turns, which is uh you know nice. It boxes her into certain moves. But if I were to go too crazy on the threes, then I, I'm drawing threes. I'm faster that I can discard them. 
and the foot just gets further and further back. Every turn it gets more and more possible turns back so she could finish the game and I could be stuck with all this negative value or not even touch my foot. So I've discarded and now Sam is drawing the pile. No! She said what? it as a joke, but then I really did it. I said it as a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's my third uh, pile draw. There was nothing in that. There was a king and a three. But I wanted the kings. That's kind of a neutral trade at best, but um, I'll just be forthcoming about why I wanted to do that. I had two kings, and it, it'd have to be three for me to go to my foot, so having those be a, something I can lay down was helpful. Okay, so I am discarding, and I'm... Uh, oh, I'm interested. Okay, I expected Sam to draw the pile on this, so... Eventually... Which means it's only two cards, which means he would have picked up the... Uh, the jack that I put down and, and, and a red three, but he did not go for it. He did not take the bait. <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah, I do think those threes are positive value now, but there's there's definitely a tipping point where yeah. it'll overwhelm my hand. Okay. And I'm going to keep on going after him. So I've laid down a nine, which I know that he's collecting nines because he's got them uh, in front of him. So I'm going to put it in there. And I think he's going to know that, okay, there's a nine that I need in the pile. So if I see another card that's worthwhile, I'm going to pick the pile again. See, which means that he's going to have all of these additional threes. Something you can do, like if you're a player like Veronica and you're playing against me, someone like Sam, she knows I, I tend to have like a really aggressive, kind of greedy play style. Yeah. Uh, she can try to feed me or like make the pile more enticing and then try to bait me into overdrawing. <laughs> Which is pretty easy with Sam. <laughs> and the time to overdraw is now. Both the time to overdraw that it's possible to like have mistakes happen by drawing too much is early game. Also, early game is the time when the risk can pay off the most. Mm -hmm. Your net gets biggest. And if by the net getting biggest, I mean like you get positive value from every card in your hand. Once that happens, it really only takes a couple of draws before you can burn through your hand, get your foot very quickly, and just finish the game with a lot of points. So just about every other card that Sam in the draw pile is a red three right now. So is no bueno. Okay. Time to make some decisions for me. Okay, so I'm looking across the table and Sam has um, a dirty aces clean kings, clean nines, and clean eights. Um, so I think that he's probably saving his smaller cards. So I'm, this is kind of risky for me, but I'm gonna go ahead and discard a 10. So there's a very good possibility that he has 10s in his hand, but he is drawing the pile, so that was good for no, me. No, not the pile, I'm drawing from the deck. I'm sorry, he's, um, he's drawing from the deck. Yeah, the, the hard thing about playing with Sam is that he is, he's a dragon and he hoards all the different cards. So it is not unreasonable for him to be like, oh, I need more, I need more room so I can spread out every version of card there is. Absolutely. Every, every face. Let's say go big. And uh, so in, in kind of standard strategy, like usual metagame with this game, you'll discard whatever they have on the table and they won't draw it because they'll have their points out there on the table. It's especially true in team games, a little less true in solo games. But um, what I like to do, and I do it often, is I will start a book with like three cards. 
No. Sam. Drawing the pile again. So Sam is drawing the pile again. I just laid down a five. It was the risk that I didn't take last time. I, I put down the ten last time because I thought, uh, I don't think that he has fives. I think he has ten, so he'll draw on the ten. But he drew on the five. I think her saying that she doesn't want me to draw a pile is the, <laughs> that's the deep fake here. And what she's trying to do is feed me. This is very high risk, high reward for both of us. Like both yeah. of us are taking significant risks. And both of them have like huge potential ups, upsides and huge potential downsides. Absolutely. I was saying something. Okay, so the standard um, practice is that things are safe to discard if the other person started a book of those. I uh, usual strategy for me is I'll start a book or something. Like I've got nines on the table, for example, these nines. And then I'll keep two in hand so I can still draw the pile off that. So people will think that's a safe discard and then I will, will be ready to draw from it. So I'm about to do a classic Veronica move. So here I go. <laughs> she started a dirty book of queens of two jokers of two queens. Queen sevens of four sevens. Uh, clean sixes with five sixes. Clean fours with four fours. She added an aces to her aces pile. Five. One, two, three, four, five. I'm going to make that dirty. Ooh, she made aces dirty and it's a completed book. Kind of a shocking move there. <laughs> I'm going to make my sevens dirty and close that book, but it is not a completed pile. I'm discarding my last card in my hand, and I'm on my foot. Okay. Her discard was a jack. That's a pretty surprising set of moves on the way she got to her foot. Uh, just because, like, you know, there's a lot of books in progress that could have been clean. And she's going to, to dirty them up. Now, so the reason that I ended up doing that is because I was flush. Or really, I had an overabundance of um, wild cards. I know that Sam is also collecting aces, so I don't anticipate being able to draw the pile and getting uh, to finish my clean book of aces. So I sacrificed my book that was the most clean, had the most cards with my wilds. Um, it's a strategic move, but uh, it may or may not pay off. <laughs> some card counting and meta moves based off of what she thinks is in the pool of possible yeah. cards to draw. Interesting. So I'm doing a move right now I like to call ripping up the credit cards. <laughs> That's where you've been drawing the pile nonstop. And usually you keep everything you can keep in your hand and you only play what you have to play, which limits the amount of information that your opponent has about what you have in your hand, but then also maximizes your opportunities to either choose to or not choose to draw the pile. Mm -hmm. Ripping up the credit cards is you kind of play everything you can play and you switch abruptly to a more conservative style of play so that those draw piles aren't there for you. Um, but so you can quickly focus on doing something like getting to your foot. We know my biggest risk is that with all the threes I've encumbered myself with, that she can go out while I still have my whole foot left to play. And I've gotten all these cards and they have a value, but it's all for nothing if there's one red three in my foot or she gets ahead of me in completing books. It's really interesting playing this game with you and kind of talking out our strategies because it's something we've never done before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right, Sam has just carded a red three. I am drawing the pile, or drawing the deck. Sorry, deck. Okay. 
six, seven. So I had, I drew two sixes. So now my book of sixes is clean and complete. So I have a dirty book and a clean book complete. Whew. Um, so I have an ace and I'm gonna go ahead and put that in my completed pile of aces. You can continue to add um, the same cards to your completed book. It basically just adds to your point total at the end. So you could have a complete, even though um, to complete a book it's only seven cards of which more than half need to be of the actual card and not wilds. Um, you could finish the game with like 20 cards in that in that particular uh, thing. But if you had 20, you would create two different decks <laughs> or two different stacks, uh, books of those. Um, okay, so discarding a three. She discards a black three. Another reason to add cards to completed books is cards that remain in your hand when the game finishes count against you. They're negative points. And counts that are on the board in any way, completed books or non-completed books, are positive point value. So you put that down, especially in late stage 1v1 game, because you have no idea when the game can end. So you're just eliminating the risk of something counting against you and locking it in for some sort of value for you positively. I discarded a red three. I'm adding another ace to that pile, and now I am discarding a three. So yeah, this is really good for me because it means that I know that Sam, the likelihood that Sam can finish his book of aces is diminished, which also means I also see that he has a lot of clean books and not a lot of dirty books, meaning that he's put his one wild card um, in that book of aces, which I'm going to do my best not to let him compete or complete. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's discarded a black three. I will say that if you can choose to have too many or too few wild cards, you always would choose to have too few because all it takes to win the game is two wild cards. But a yeah. lot of wild cards will really box you into absolutely and really make you starved for cards that you can complete. All right, I'm laying down a king. Sam does not draw the pile on the king, so that was the bait for him. <laughs> Although we don't have a lot of kings left in the game. If you have closed your book at six, yeah, there's not that many. So Sam is closing books on the table, which means that um, he's not completed the books, but he has at least six cards um, completed. So he has six kings and six nines at the very least in his, or I'm sorry, at, at most uh, on the table, which means that he only needs to gain either a another nine or another king to complete those clean books. Okay, Veronica. Okay. Can you take a look at what I've got started? Yeah, he has the gamut. So he's got aces, kings, queens, jacks, tens, nines, eights, sevens, six, fives, and fours. You cannot create a book of threes. <laughs> uh, so I have every possible type of book. Yes. That's huge, and that's pretty rare. I yeah. drew the pile, what, like seven times? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of impossible unless you get crazy fed a, a, a just a large volume of cards. Yeah. But that's big, because when I begin my foot in just a second now... Every possible card will have positive value to me rather than be dead weight, which yeah. is a little a bit of an unusual stance. to. So, and this is what playing, you know, just fast and fancy free, uh, just drawing the pile over and over happens. Okay. So now I am placing my last card in my hand, which is a two, 
my tens. Oh, and, and he's I'm, going to his foot. Which this is also a rare move. Usually you have to discard to get your foot. But since I did not discard but played all my cards, I can continue play with what's in my foot. Uh, I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> so, a lot of big things happening This here. is not good. Um, it is not good when your opponent has every possible configuration of cards in front of him. And I suspect he's probably got some wilds in his in his foot. So, all right. And he has completed his book of nines. That's a clean book of nines. Oh. That's a clean burp. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's less of a game of can Sam find the cards to beat me and how many turns until I go out. <laughs> so that that's that's the biggest thing. And not only that, he has so many cards on the table, it is possible for me to win this game and for him to still be so close in point value because he has so many cards out. That's big, huge in tournament play because um, mm -hmm. you're not... Like attrition is kind of what matters in tournament play more than just getting the win. Getting yeah. the W doesn't matter nearly as much as just shaving off points for your opponent and getting more points for you. Oh no, and now he's got a clean book of fives as well. So yeah, we knew that it was going to be bad when he picked up his foot. Um, although he is played down now to five cards in his hand, which... He's also looking for other cards to put these on, which I think is a mistake, but. Do you think so? There you go. And he's discarded a nine. Oh, and Veronica's drawing draw. the pile of nines. Huge because right now we're circling around whether people go out or not and drawing the pile makes it a little harder to go out. There's also a relatively high saturation of threes. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to see what happens. <laughs> and we determined this was not a tournament game, right? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Vern, like, I was just playing a card here or there. She's got five fours. That's her closest to complete next red, uh, excuse me, clean book. She needs one more clean book in order to be able to go out. Also to be able to discard her hand away. She discarded a red three. wonder if that's her only red three right now. So one of the things that's really difficult about this game, too, is that at the end of the game, you can be turn after turn after turn, two cards in hand, and not be getting the cards that you need. And it is the most frustrating thing because also you are discarding at least one card that you kind of need over and over again uh, because you cannot be empty-handed unless you have ended the game. So um, it can be quite frustrating. Uh, when you have too few cards at the end of the game, at least in my opinion. What are your thoughts on that? Um, sorry, I was... Oh, he was completing a book. Gross. <laughs> so Sam now has three completed clean books. He is discarded and he has two cards in hand. 
But I think you said when it's you just you just need to be able to get rid of one more card in your hand to like go to your foot or go out. Yeah. And you just keep on drawing one card you can't you can't get rid of. It's yeah. the worst. That's pretty tough. You can get stuck. You can really stuck there in a rut. supposed to be narrating so we don't have dead air. <laughs> Veronica just started a dirty book of eights. That's two eights, one two. Unless she has got a handful of eights and there's hidden information I don't see. She's probably getting things outside of her hand in the possibility that one or both of us goes out so they don't count as negative point value against her. She also started a clean book of fives of three there. So I think she's doing what I call ripping up the credit cards a little bit, where you're putting some things down that you held onto in case you could draw the pile with, or to limit the amount of information that your opponent knows. And now you want them out so they have less liability. Discarded a black three. Veronica draws two from the deck. And I'm putting down a dirty book of kings. Discarding a black three. Okay. It gets tense. At the very end of this game, we get real quiet. Uh-huh. I just carved an eight. Veronica's starting. So I'm adding to my book of sixes that is already completed. I add an eight down that I drew from the pile, and now I'm discarding a three. She's discarding black threes now. Maybe she has been for a little while. That's significant because um, that means she's out of red threes. Yeah, at this point in the game, there's no way anybody's holding on to red threes. Um, at the very beginning of the game, it's actually not super unusual for someone to, or I guess it wouldn't be inadvisable for someone to hold on to a red three because you. It's just a stopper. Yeah, from you can stop someone. But the problem is, is that when you're playing with someone like Sam, it doesn't matter to them that there's a red three in there. They'll just oh, go for yeah. it. In fact, yeah. if anything, if it's really a game, I see that as positive value, like better than like a seven. Yeah, absolutely. If you have enough turns to draw and discard, you're going to cycle that out for a card that has positive value to you and has the added positive, positive value of uh, preventing them from knowing information about what you have or stuff like that. And I've discarded a red three means you drew that red three. Or I kept it. You wouldn't have kept it. Like the game. That means you drew that red three. <laughs> Sam, your hair is looking so good. Thank you. Sam has really good quarantine hair right now. Oh, black five. <laughs> she thought about it for just a second. She drew two cards. Five for what she had held on to to try to draw a little earlier. 
And she might have like faked by, by putting down her fives and kept enough fives to still draw. But right now, since there's some risk of people going out, drawing has an extra dimension of risk, especially when it's saturated with red threes like it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do something really weird. Oh, no. What? And I'm just doing it because it's a tournament game where points matter. Wait, are you doing it because it's a tournament game there where points matter or because you're trying to show off for the listeners of Podcat Podcast? Oh my god. Okay, so he's done another clean book of queens and another queen book. Okay, so Sam currently has completed five books with a 500 point uh, bonus for each of those books. He's got clean kings queens nines eights and fives he has nowhere close to anything that i can see completing any dirty books and he must complete two dirty books in order to go out um now that wow that is like that's a step backwards for me going yeah. out first which is how you win the game in the short term Abs- i cannot it's a, believe you did but that. it's a jump forward in and, points yeah and uh minimize this risk of you know like if those are negative value for me and there's the opportunity cost and i haven't finished a yeah. book when she when she goes out then that's a tremendous negative so it eliminates that risk a little bit for me interesting okay wow really going for it <laughs> Oh. All right, so I'm closing my book of fours. I just need fours. one more. And then she could go out. Yeah, That's if I was okay. holding on to what I could to finish red books and she drew a four and went out, it would be real bad news for me. Yeah, some of the worst case scenario for Sam is that I just draw fours now. <laughs> sure. And that's kind of how it gets when, you know, there's some money card. Well, I would say that, but like I've also got three cards in hand. But just because I finish all my books does not mean that I go out. So it can, it can also be bad. And I've had shitty situations too where I draw, like I'm so close to going out and then I draw two, three, two red threes. Oh, that makes me so mad. Sure. <laughs> Just adding to my sevens and eights. Yeah, you remember how I said we'd be narrating for one another? Yeah. Well, I remember, I'm, I know I've been doing all the work. <laughs> hey, do you remember how you said how your goal in this game was to get me not to complete a dirty book of aces? Yeah. All right, so now he's got six. Uh, he completed his dirty book of aces. Okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> okay, I discarded nine. Veronica's drawing two cards. All right, so Sam, where are you? I have choices to make right now. So you've got two tens, and it means you need two more tens plus all of the wilds uh with fours what is that three fours and one wild Mm -hmm. or you could get two wilds and finish your sixes so fours six and tens right now are a little scary to me um shit okay 
Veronica's thinking about it. Okay. This is just how it has to be. <laughs> Finishing up this book of queens. Okay, so she's got three uh, dirty books, one clean book, and she discards a ten. I did not draw the pile. Veronica looks stressed. <laughs> So I have one card left, which is the position that I hate to be in oh, the most. When you're just totally at the mercy of the river. Yeah. As they say in poker. Absolutely. The river being what you draw and don't have control over. Hi. We're report we're recording a podcast, so anything you don't want to go on the internet, don't say. Okay. <laughs> How's it going, Katie? Pretty good. Good. I just discarded a king, Veronica drawing too. Now she's got exactly three cards in hand. If she drew a four, it could be all be over, folks. Let's do some mental math. Oh. Okay, she added a five to her five. Oh, she drew a four. The game is over. So Veronica won this game. However, it's an open question who contributed more points on the board. Yeah, so I've got two clean books, three dirty books. Sam has five completed clean books and one dirty book next turn it would have gone out oh and next turn he would have gone out oh my gosh so <laughs> yeah it, it was a it was a dangerous game we were playing there holy moly um okay so i'm gonna pause this while we count up our point total and then we'll come back with the point total okay okay so we have added up our point totals uh sammy b what'd you get Three thousand four hundred twenty points 3,000 how many? 420 points. Probably the highest scoring game I've had where I've lost the game technically. 3,420 points. Yeah. Um, my point total for that game was 3,235 <laughs> points. So even with my bonus to go out, I still... Came uh, up shy. Yeah, did not actually win that game. So, right? Well, well I mean, I won the game. But... You won the game, but like it... Counts against you in the tournament because yeah. I netted points for the whole tournament. So all that matters is points. Gosh. So Sam, your total, your running total right now is eleven thousand eight hundred and ten points, and my total is nine thousand seven hundred and forty five so almost no change <laughs> in the total oh uh, that's funny well all right so well let's see how how much behind am i my god i'm 2065 points behind which means i need to have a fast and high point scoring game in order to catch up yeah. so that we're neck and neck you're about like two moderate victories yeah behind or like one overwhelming victory behind in points that was your second to highest point total out of this tournament so the only time that you've scored more points this tournament was in your last game and that was 36 15 mm. so and that was actually my highest point total for this tournament was right. 32 35 so congratulations sam that Thank was you. really good congrats to you too yeah thanks that was a great game uh-huh and um, sorry if this was really boring, but this is how we spend Saturday nights in quarantine now. <laughs> hey, Mike McGinnis, we got your back. Yeah. Mike will listen to this, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. 
And anyone else that listens to it and is like, hey, I enjoy just having this on in the background or whatever, or just enjoyed listening to it, let us know. So <laughs> I would hate to release this episode and people be like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye.